Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 2 p.m. in Memphis. Giannato and Jeffrey time. Get off the fence. Live on Memphis's sports station. 92.9 FM ESPN. Welcome, welcome to the Giannotto and Jeffrey Show. We're coming to you live from Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Jeffrey Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at JWright929ESPN. Dennis Fuller's producer of the program for us. We're glad that he is with us. Sitting across from me is the Commercial Appeals lead sports columnist, the lead sports columnist of the number one sports section in the state of Tennessee. Top three sports columnists in the state of Tennessee, barely. Tied for eighth, best sports columnist in the United States of America. He's on Twitter, at MGNato. Mark, good day, sir. I got to tell you, when there's not new developments going on in the conference realignment front, whenever whenever that news breaks on social media, it was pretty boring yesterday uh, from a sports perspective. I, I... I made I made a I did what I did last week. I had a moment where I was like, okay, what am I going to watch? I've got I'm, I'm here. Things are taking care of at home. What am I going to watch on TV? And I was like, okay, let's see what's on the like regular cable right now. In, let's not go straight to streaming. Let's see what what are the sports channels showing right now? Is there anything that could I, that I could latch on to? Yeah, and last night, if you were if you were flipping through ESPN, it was it was dire, rough. We had a replay, I believe, of the final four, a, a final four match in the college beach volleyball uh, competition. Okay, let me let me let me see if I can. That was on the U. Yes. Okay. Then we had a TBT game that was on ESPN two, and then that was live programming. Yes, and then we had. The X Games, in that, which I watched a 13-year-old girl win, like, the, you know, kind of the uh, skateboarding, street-style skateboarding, I guess is what it is. Like, the non-half-pipe. Oh, Where see. they're going over, like, benches and, you know, do it, you know, and it's like a little course. They have it in the Olympics, too. Yeah, no, we, that's, we had to do that to get the medal count up. Gotcha. Um, well, we've got a 13-year-old girl now. I forget where she's from, but she's American. And They're all from Southern she California. She was the, uh, yeah, she was the, uh, I believe, the youngest winner of that event next game's history. 
So I watched that for a second, but then I was like, eh. And then I ran into the situation. I put on a movie. I put on uh, Casino Royale. Or no, I put on the Oscar De La Hoya documentary. So I was like, I need, I needed some sports. I need a sports fix, and that's on HBO. But my four-year-old kid was in the room with me. And oh. It was, it was determined that, you know, now he's reached the age. Like, he like actually watches the TV if I have it on, even though I, like, if I give him a phone or give him a screen or something that he hit for him to watch on his so own. What, what time is Cole going to bed now? He goes to bed like 9, 9, 9.30. Because he takes a nap still at school. Yeah. So. Um, but it's... Uh, so I had to turn off the Oscar De La Hoya documentary because it was deemed too violent. You know, like having well, him watch. Well, I think there's also some yeah, outside some, the ring. Uh, yes, 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 yes. But I don't know. Not he, suitable for children. But I think just the box. Pretty really, sure that's TVMA. He, he copies everything he sees. So, you know, watching a boxing match might not be the right thing for him right now. Um, you could have turned on Raw. <laughs> that's true. That's it's true. It's SummerSlam week, Mark. That's true. We that's a Heyman good point. We had on first take. Celebrating the death think, of Bobby Heenan. I don't think well, Raw starts at eight, right? Yes, I could, I could have turned Raw. It was on. seven to ten. It's still three hours of live programming. Oh, it's still, it's, okay. Oh yeah. Um, I could have turned Raw, and that was a mistake by me. I only checked the sports. Channel. And it's SummerSlam week. Um, but we ended up with Cool Runnings, which holds up very well. Yeah, powerful film. Yes. Oh, uh, the end. I I'm telling you, I teared up still at the end when they're carrying the bobsled down the down the track. I mean, oh. I would imagine at least multiple times a year I still find myself singing, Yo, Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. <laughs> but thank goodness we've got conference realignment. Criminally underrated performance from John Candy. Yes, he's very good in it. Leon, I believe yeah. his finest hour is maybe that or the Temptations miniseries. Uh, oh, I forgot VH1. I, it wasn't. I think it was an NBC miniseries, actually, originally. But then, yes, VH1 at some point acquired the rights, and it was uh, no, shown. No, I, I think it was ABC. Because I remember watching that with my dad. Whatever it was, I, yeah, it was. It was good. Uh, the only thing I can remember about that is the scene in the theater where he starts writing "My Girl on a Piano." I don't. I just remember he was David Ruffin in it. Yeah. Um. And so. Uh, Yes, so that's what I did last night, and thank goodness we've got conference realignment to spice things. Because I was like, what the heck am I going to talk about? I'm not going to talk about X Games or TBT. Well, we've gotten the Major League Baseball trade deadline today. Also, What am I going to tell the truth on on Tell the Truth Tuesday? With all due respect to Brett McMurphy, who's done great work throughout this entire process, when he tweeted out the eyeballs and then mm -hmm. went like radio silent for 12 hours, that's just dirty. Yes. Especially when in the... In well, that moment when we are so desperate for just anything. Well, I'm going to tell you something. It's something I've picked up on lately. I think this is a new type of report. I don't even know. I don't think reporting is even the right word for it. It's a new way to operate when you are a, a reporter. And I don't necessarily think it's a good thing. It's like if you know something, but you don't have it good enough to like actually report the details – in order to get yourself, like, give yourself some leeway in case someone else breaks it, mm -hmm. you put, like, like Brett like, McMurphy. Get your, get your popcorn Brett ready, Brett McMurphy yeah. put the eyeballs out, and whatever now happens mm -hmm. in realignment, whether he breaks it or not, like, he can kind of go back and say, you know, I, I tweeted out those eyeball emojis. I told you something big was about to happen. You know, like, it's, it, and like, if nothing happens, he can let, you know, it's plausible. I just tweeted out eyeball emoji. Like, it's, yeah, I, I guess I've the seen it more and more. In in you know little ways, reporters have started doing this to kind of like make, give themselves some 
some uh, breaking news credit without actually having the you know actual breaking news. Yeah, the issue that I have though is what we've reached the day and age where you can use this simple phrase, Mark. Here's what I'm hearing. Yeah, and it's not like I'm not reporting. Here's what I'm hearing. Yeah, and. I think the problem is they stop doing that because they think that sources will stop talking. Yeah. And so that's why they don't do it. But what I'm hearing is a very good way. Also, if you have like a message board, mm-hmm. that's always the best. No, this like is, yeah. the, the put it put it on the private. Here's what well, I'm yeah, hearing. Yeah, you don't have to put your name to it. You know, well, like, no, 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 I'm saying like, that's no like like Neil will do that from time to time. Like, you know, he doesn't want to report it because it's like you said, he doesn't have it good enough to report. But he'll occasionally get on the board, do a post for his subscribers. Here's what I'm hearing. Yes. And then you've also seen the rise of like anonymous social media accounts acting like pretending to be reporters and like just aggregator things, uh, just aggregating stuff and sometimes report actual real reporting getting lost in translation and presented in a way it ne- wasn't necessarily intended or what it or was in was presented by the original reporter. But it's Tell the Truth Tuesday. We've got some breaking news on the Pac-12 media deal front. We'll get into that in a second. Tim Murray's going to join us later this hour uh, from VSIN. We'll get his thoughts on the latest in conference realignment. We'll talk, obviously, uh, what, what what's happening with Memphis. What, what should Memphis do here? What can it do, if anything, in this situation? Uh, 3 o'clock or so, we will get into the list. We've got the... I mentioned the Major League Baseball trade deadline. We just got another big trade. Just went through Justin Verlander going back to one of his former teams. Um, we got the U.S. Women's National Team. You know, are they? You know, did you see Dan Wetzel's barb? I thought we wanted to. We wanted them to be paid like the men's team, not play like the men's team. Yeah. <laughs> Easy one liner. I mean, I'll say this though: like my problem with them is like, at least with the men's national team, I just know they're not good. They're not talented enough. Mm-hmm. But, like, when I watch them play, for the most part, I'm like, eh, they're leaving it on the field. We can get into not it. Not the same with the with the ladies right now. In the list, uh, Tiger Woods has a new job. Um, and I wanted to get your thoughts on the Super Bowl being on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. How we feel Slime about camp. that. Yeah, how we feel about that. And then uh, we'll give you the latest in NFL reality shows, including uh, Jeffrey with, I think, Call of the Week yesterday mm-hmm. when discussing the future of the Netflix series quarterback and, and Peyton Manning's potential role. Literally just as soon as he said it, uh, the, the wheels started turning, mm-hmm. it feels like, in terms of Peyton Manning doing some recruiting. We'll get into the, the latest on that front as well as we got a Hard Knocks trailer, I believe. We did for, indeed. For episode one. You'll so. never guess who's prominently featured on the trailer. <sighs> um, It's not Robert Sala. Uh, is it Sauce? A little sauce. Uh, there is a moment of sauce. Yeah, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. Yes, obviously. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll dive into that. But let's uh, let's talk conference realignment. And Jeffrey, I'm going to present this to you. Pete Thamel uh, just reported this on Sports Center uh, and subsequently tweeted it out. Um, so we've gotten wind. The smoke rose. The Pac-12 met. The Pac-12 presidents met today, um, and George Klyavkov presented them this long-awaited media deal or potential media deal for the Pac-12. And um, there was no vote taken, according to Ross Dellinger. And now Pete Thamel 
has given us some more details here. The primary deal presented to Pac-12 executives slash ADs today was primarily an Apple streaming deal. The deal would have incentivized tiers, which would give it strong upside if certain subscription numbers are met. No decisions on the deal or any schools pondering other options are expected immediately. Let's stop. That sounds like the MLS deal, correct? Yes. Campus leaders are digesting the possibilities of a stream-centric future and the variance in potential income. The money piece is tricky because of the variables of subscriptions. Okay. There's no way I would – if I had – if I had – the chance to take the guaranteed thirty-one and a half million dollars from the Big Twelve, I would I, get, I would be taking it right now if presented that type of deal. Well, and you also have to factor in while all these presidents weren't in the room when when Ted Scott or uh, is it Ted Scott? No, Ted Scott's the caddy. Uh, Larry Scott, yeah. Larry Scott, the mm-hmm. former Pac-12 commissioner, when he made the decision, hey. We're we're smarter than everyone. We're going to own all the rights of the Pac-12. We're going to sell it ourselves. Keep in mind, those people, everyone at the university is aware that that was a disaster. There's, there's, I, I just, I mean, I'm sure they're presenting it as, oh, we could make $50 million if the subscriptions get to this level. But that's like saying, yeah, you could make $50 million from the Pac-12 network if we get it distributed around the country. You know, like... Um, but it didn't, and I don't know. I don't know about that. Primarily, apples. That would I, I think. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that deal. No, this is my tell the truth. They still don't have a TV deal because no. It sounds like they're going to be on Apple TV. They still don't have a television deal. But I would even probably have a game, a Pac-12 after dark game a week on ESPN. That's probably what it's going to be, and a Friday night game. Yeah, a small inventory package on ESPN because yeah. they'll want some college hoops inventory. They'll want yeah, they'll they'll want some of that. But my tell the truth is, they clearly don't have something satisfactory because if they would have had something satisfactory, they would have taken a vote on it. Yeah. Now, Thamel is saying no decisions expected immediately. Now, I don't know what like I assume that means. I think he's referring to the Arizona Board of Regents are meeting later today in an executive session. Um, Correct. He also, I believe, reported, though, no vote is scheduled. Like He doesn't think a vote's going to happen. No, yeah, no, it, but it does sound like they will discuss the TV deal that was presented today. And I bet once they meet, I think the meeting is in like a couple hours, um, once they meet, I bet you more details will leak because, one, you know, as more people find out about this, the, the, you know, the more. Well, I guess this is my thing. I guess because Thamel, I think what people need to realize right now is there's two reporters that seem to have their finger on the pulse. It's this guy Jason Shear, who's I, I don't, he's like out in Arizona, one of their uh, like rival site or something okay. like that. Um, and then Pete Thamel, the like, rivals guys have basically they have been resigned to the fact that Arizona's going to the Big Twelve for basically months now. Um. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's wild, wildcat scoop or wildcatauthority.com. It's like a, yeah, 247, excuse okay. me, I should say. It's the, uh, two, 247 site, but he's been pretty on, on the ball. And then Thamel is like, so Arizona had this, was spearheaded this big event in DC like two months ago. Remember when, when it was in conjunction with 
Remember when the NCA went and spoke to that congressional committee? Yeah. Um, when like Sankey spoke to them and things like that. So the Arizona president was one of the people who had to do that. And in conjunction with that, Arizona held like an event. Robbins is his name. Yeah. About the future of NIL. Who did he have moderate? Who did they hire to moderate it? Pete Thamel. Um, so I think there's, and I think that I think he's getting information direct from the horse's mouth, so to speak. Yeah, it just seems like to me, if we're doing the tell the truth, Arizona's ready to leave, but they seem a little hesitant to fire the kill shot. Well, and yes, and if you read like the, I'm curious what's true here in terms of the reporting that has developed in the last 24 hours is that whether it's Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, while they're not keen on the situation in the Pac-12, none of them want to be singularly like they're not willing to put their necks out alone like Colorado did and be be the the school that ended the Pac-12 essentially. And so the reporting is, and again, I don't know whether this is I can't verify whether this is true or not, but the reporting is they've now gone Utah, Arizona State, and Arizona are kind of in this together. They're either all going to leave or they're all going to stay. Not what, what they don't want to be the singular reason that the Pac-12 comes apart or yeah. or or goes under. And I'm with I don't you. know whether that's true or not, but that's the reporting that's out there right now. I mean, I can somewhat buy it in this regard. I think Utah actually does feel a sense of gratitude towards the Pac-12 because when no one was willing to give them the chance to move up, the Pac-12 did give them the chance to move up, and it's largely been beneficial for both school and conference. I mean, for all the jokes yesterday about what had Colorado done in the in the Pac-12, which were fair, in my opinion, mm-hmm. Utah's been pretty damn good. I mean, they've won the league multiple times. Like, they've been successful for them. I think the problem is, though, at a certain point, it has just become inevitable, Mark, that they, it's almost like they're sitting there begging the Pac-12, just give us a deal that's in the ballpark. Mm -hmm. But what also seems possible at this point is that deal's not out there to be made. Yeah. Well. And it's it's where I give, where I think your Mark deserves credit. While I think Klyavkov was trying to be aggressive, I think he made the mistake of thinking, I got I got time on my hands. Well, the big strategic move like that Yormark, really set the stage. Basically for- what Yormark was willing to do was Yormark was saying, I'm gonna get a TV deal done. Remember, like right when he took over, they opened up that window, that 30-day window, and they basically got a deal done. And at the time, people thought maybe they took a little bit less than market value, but now we're starting to see maybe 31.7 was a hell of a deal for, for what they could have gotten. But when the Pac-12 tried to open up their – they remember, they opened up their window mm-hmm. and it came and went with nothing. Yeah. And where what your mark, I think, strategically did was he looked in and said, what is going to give us the most stability? What's mm-hmm. going to give us the most stability is having at least – Something on paper saying, this is what you're going to get. And whether or not he read the room correctly, whether or not he got lucky, maybe it's a little column A, a little column B. What is very apparent at this point was he seemed to, 
at least in the college ranks, he got the last deal that these TV companies are willing to make. At that, no, like at a high, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, he's it's been whether it was calculated or just kind of he stumbled into it. It strategically has vaulted the Big Twelve from the brink. I mean, we we were on this show talking about how we thought the AAC might pass by the Big Twelve, and you know, well, we, no, I get that's where I give Bowlesby credit. I actually think what it really boiled down to, like when you when you look at it with hindsight and whatnot, I felt like in real time, like let's also be clear, the Big 12 is not, like this is the Big 12 brand. Yeah. This is not the Big 12. They've this, held up well, though. They, but let's let's look at what the Big 12 was. Yeah. It was Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, when Nebraska was still relevant, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, mm-hmm. and on a lesser degree, Missouri. Mm-hmm. But your four biggest brands. Yeah are all gone. And now you are Oklahoma State, Kansas, K-State, BYU, Colorado, TCU, Baylor, Mm -hmm. UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, and Houston. Like, that's like a hodgepodge of the bottom tier of what was the Big 12 and the top end of the American. Now, but what I'm saying, the reason why I'm pointing all that out was when Texas and Oklahoma made the decision to leave, and that inspired the Big Ten to go get USC mm-hmm. and have to take UCLA as a byproduct. What was clear at that point, at least to me, was there's not enough room for everyone to survive. And what I think your mark did was he went for stability. And trying to, we're going to pick off everyone else. They basically took the plan that the American was going to try to do, except the American got cold feet. Yeah. Well, I think to the two key moments are Bowlesby, like, forcefully sending out that letter, basically accusing ESPN of tampering. And then your mark opening up that media contract and getting, even after that, even after his predecessor, like, basically alleged ESPN was colluding to try and benefit itself in realignment, um, still got a deal done with ESPN and Fox. And as you pointed out, timing-wise, ended up being what looks like the last big-time college rights contract given out by those, you know, prime, you know, the -the over-the-top network. He, like, set his agenda. Remember, he had, like, three points. It was, like, get the TV deal done. I... Maybe it was figure out, like, the exit of Texas and Oklahoma and mm-hmm. then expansion. Well, now he's he's taking care of one and two. Now he's on three. Um, but, you know, we'll see what happens with the Pac-12 here in terms of, you know, maybe there's, you know, they, they still haven't said they're leaving. None of them, none of the rest have said they're leaving. There's still a possibility here that, you know, they stay the course at least for a couple more years. Um, where does this leave Memphis right now? Like, this is just such a odd position to be in because I feel like, you know, I guess there's a chance, but it really doesn't, it, it, you know, it really would feel, it feels foolish to like get your hopes up in any way about what's going on right now. You know, I, you know, like ultimately it's a, it's a, it feels, it felt like a pretty a long shot to begin with, but it, nothing recently seems to suggest like the, the, the finish line is closer right now. 
Yes. So let's lay it on the table. What are their options? Okay. If indeed, if indeed my suspicions are correct and that this is going to be the breaking of the Pac-12, the first question becomes is, does the Pac-12 try to survive in name only? Mm-hmm. And the Pac-12 picks off, you know, what they want of the Mountain West, what they want of the rest of the G5. Okay. Presumably, if that's where that goes, Memphis is going to be on that list. I think what makes that situation so tricky and difficult to navigate is you don't know what you're going to. This is honestly a complete repeat of this is a complete repeat of the Big East when Memphis the Big East and I would be gun shy of going and doing that unless you know if they offer twenty million okay well I think you've got to go do that Mm -hmm. I'm not well here's here's the reality it'll probably be a deal like the one Pete Thamel just presented right. If Memphis were to go to that league, it'd be like some you'd have to go get Apple. You could talk me into ESPN, Fox, CBS. These other TV networks are willing. Like, I don't think it's that all these TV networks are sitting there going, we don't want the Pac-12. I think what they're saying is we don't want the Pac-12 at this price. Yeah, we want to pay AAC money for the Pac-12 Correct. now. Correct. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Now... Can you work out some type of deal where you're not getting thirty million, but you can get twenty million? Well, I'm I, skeptical of that. Well, I'm just telling you, I think the deal is going to be like the deal is going to be like the one Pete Thamel just said was presented today to the Pac-12. It'll be a deal. Maybe the numbers will be a little less once you lose if you lose some of these teams. And Memphis were to this hypothetical new new Pac-12, they'd be a part of. It'd be a deal where it'd probably be like you know you'd get like ten, you know. 10 or 15 million no matter what but like you can get over what the Pac-12 or the Big 12 gets if like subscriptions fall the right way but like who knows if that would actually you know like I mean maybe maybe but so I would be very hesitant this is like a cultural thing I it's one of those things that until you go out there and you experience and you live it the West Coast is just do you not really that think that many, college Yeah, do you sports. think really that many people are going to subscribe to Apple? Like, I'm sure there will be a bunch of people in the Pac-12, even with the teams that might leave. You know, like, Listen, there's plenty of Oregon got- State fans that will get Apple TV because of this. Um, but will it be enough subscriptions for, you know, for it to be a good deal? I don't know. It's like a, it's an interesting, it depends what you think about the future of streaming in terms of, you know, it feels to me, like we are soon going to reach a precipice of like people are feel like they're paying too much for too many things. That's how I feel at least. No, I think that's right. You know, like I'm not sure we're that quite there yet, but it feels like we're getting close and that there's so many different sub- like honestly like it's sometimes hard to keep track of all the subscriptions I have. No, I- I'm with you. you right, know? Here's what we're going to do. We're going to come back. We'll talk the Memphis angle of it at the bottom part of the hour. We're going to get Tim on the phone. Tim's going to join us here in about 4 minutes when we come back. We'll get his thoughts because he's out in Vegas. We'll see what what the lay of the land is there, and then we'll get back into the Memphis side of it at the bottom part of the hour. Stick around and listen to Gene Otto and Jeffrey, 92.9 FM, Yes. Call from mom. Answer it. 
Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Giannato and Jeffrey broadcast live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. This hour of G&J is brought to you by the Next Generation 10G Network. Only from Xfinity. The Giannato and Jeffrey Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tim Murray is the host of VSIN Primetime, airing on VSIN Live from 5 until 8 p.m. each and every weeknight. Also, check out his college football betting podcast. It's the VSIN CFB betting podcast, available where you get all your podcasts. He's on Twitter at 1Tim Murray. Tim, is the Pac 12 going to exist a year from now? <laughs> you know, it's funny. I just got done recording uh, our Pac-12 preview uh, for the College Football Betting Podcast, and uh, I jokingly said, well, they got 12 teams and uh, maybe nine next year. So I don't know uh, because, you know, I, I've been under a rock here a little bit, but it looks like the, the media rights deal is a disaster brewing. Um, the problem seems, right, that, a couple teams are in, you know, Arizona, et cetera. Uh, those have interest in the Big 12. Uh, but where's Washington and Oregon going? Because apparently the Big 10 doesn't want them. So, and then you've got Stanford. Does Stanford go independent? So, uh, I'll say it will exist. I don't know what it'll look like. And uh, I know that their partners will certainly be looking for the first life preserver out. Yeah, I think the first question, though, that I have is, okay, the Big Ten saying they don't want them. They, they said clearly last that they could have taken them when they took USC and UCLA. They didn't. 
is the Big Ten a little bit more open if the Pac-12, you know, essentially is DOA and that it doesn't feel like that you're, you know, you're sniping teams left and right and, you know, maybe in that situation you get a deal that's a little bit more advantageous to the Big Ten where essentially, you know, Washington and Oregon are buying their ways in. Because I do think that's the most fascinating aspect because, are, you know, if, if, if indeed Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah all go to the Big 12, well, I just don't see where Washington and Oregon are saying, you know what, go get, go get San Diego State, go get SMU, go find whatever, two mountain, you know, UNLV, go find another Mountain West school, Boise maybe, and, and we'll play ball. Like, that just to me doesn't feel sustainable. No, I agree. I think my guess would be that, to your point about the Big Ten, right, they just struck this massive deal with CBS, NBC, and Fox, where now you've got 16 pieces of the pie. I believe if Notre Dame joins uh, the Big Ten, they're allowed to go back to the table and be like, hey, we got Notre Dame. I believe that's what I read, that if Notre Dame joins, they can renegotiate the deal to get more money. Yes, that's correct. I don't think they go back to the table. Like NBC is not going to be like, oh, you got Washington and Oregon? All right, here's two extra billion dollars. So my assumption is they don't want to divvy up the pie unless, you know, we see a deal. Let's say the Big Ten convinces Notre Dame to say, all right, guys, let's make this happen. You know, Notre Dame and their rights deal with NBC, et cetera. I think that's where if Notre Dame joins – then I think you see probably like Stanford, Oregon, and Washington jump in and we get 20 teams in the Big Ten. That would be – I would think Washington and Oregon are probably kind of begging Notre Dame, hey, you guys, can you guys join the Big Ten? Because then they'll have more money, and then I think they'd be more willing to, to divvy it out. That would be my, my guess right now. But it seems like right now, unless – yeah, to your point, like could they buy their way in? You know, can they work their own media rights deal? Because – uh, here's my thing, too, though, um, because I was talking to people in the Mountain West because the Mountain West Conference was uh, was at Circa last week or two weeks ago. And, you know, a lot of these schools, guys, are like, hey, man, go ahead and join the Big 12. Now our path to the playoff is a lot easier because it still is it written in stone. Six conference champs have to make the uh, have to make the playoffs. So, you know, the money makes the world go round. But. It's kind of interesting when you look at Memphis's situation for you guys locally in the American and then some of these Mountain West schools like a Boise State where they're saying, hey, our path to the playoff is actually getting easier by the day with all these teams joining Power 5 conferences. Yeah. No, it's actually not, it's actually a really good point. From a competitive standpoint, I agree. The problem is over time the money's going to – Money, right. The money is the issue, yes. right, because are the TV networks – going to be giving, I mean, the answer is no, giving a lot of money to the American, giving a lot of money to the Mountain West, no, probably not. Uh, but if, you're, if your goal, like if you're Boise State, where, you know, those fans are upset with a nine-win season, if your path to the playoff is now more manageable, it's like, you know, once again, can they figure out the finances that still help them out? Can they get enough money to be sustainable? But you know, Boise State, if you guys look at it, and I, I know I'm going down a rabbit hole here, but, it's like, while, while, while all these other G5 schools have just been getting absolutely destroyed in the in portal, 
Boise State like, like lost nobody. Like they have enough money. It's interesting because they play at Memphis this year. Yeah, and that, which I think is a great under the radar game. I mean, I think that is a phenomenal game. Like a reason why I haven't played Boise State over their win total, which is like eight and a half, is because their non-conference schedule is uh, they open at Washington, they get UCF at home, and then they go to Memphis. I'm like, that is a brutal non-conference yeah. schedule uh, for a team. But like a Taylor Green, for instance, their quarterback who's really got a high upside. I'm sure G5 or P5 teams are sniffing around, and he's like, no, nah, I'll stay here. You know, you, you get some high-profile games. They open the season on ABC. So, you know, Boise State might be a, a, a program that's maybe sustainable enough, but the majority of those programs, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of interesting how, how it's all going to play out. And then I'm sure you guys have talked about it, but, yeah, I saw the rumor today that, you know, Memphis could be on the Big 12's radar potentially. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see how that goes because, you know, yeah, eventually it does feel like the inevitability is, is, is coming to fruition of, of just kind of the super conference nature where it's going to be the Big 12, the Pac-12, or the, excuse me, the Big 12, uh, the Big 10, and then the SEC are kind of the megas. Uh, and then we'll see what happens with the ACC. But with their grant of rights deal, I don't know if anyone's, I don't know if anyone's able to get out of their contract in the yeah. ACC. Well, and one caveat to that, I think it gets overlooked a lot, Notre Dame is technically bound by that grant of rights in the sense that if they do join a conference until 2036, it has to be the ACC. That's they're they're tied into the ACC that way with their contract. I, I believe though, it, there's a buyout that is much lower because they don't share the football revenue. So I okay. think their buyout is more sustainable and more palatable. Uh, by the mm. way, can I? I just look. I'm a Notre Dame fan, and, and I don't hide it. I think it's hilarious when I see people like join a conference. I'm like, you do realize if they join a conference, that's like, if you've ever played, uh, what's the game with the marbles and you have the uh, labyrinth, the straw that you pull out. Um, but it's like, if, if Notre Dame joins the big 10, I think game over, man. I think we just, I, I think Notre Dame is one of the few kind of small pieces remaining, kind of keeping just ultimate, chaos of mega conferences around and they from all my understanding they are okay as of now look as a Notre Dame fan I want them joining the Big Ten because they're going to get more money they're going to help them out you know with facilities and whatnot but if they get a decent deal from the from NBC which is coming up I think in a year or two where they're looking at like 70 75 million dollars for their seven game schedule uh home schedule that is uh, I think they want to stay independent, um, you know. So it seems like they're they're holding on stubbornly, but it might be just too much money to pass up because I mean the Big Ten, once again, they could go back to the negotiating table if they bring in Notre Dame. Yeah, it's uh, it's really really interesting. What do you think of this report to uh, just now in the last hour or so from Pete Thamel at ESPN that the deal these Pac-12 presidents ads were presented today? was a largely streaming deal with Apple TV in which there is it'll start lower than the Big 12. We didn't get an exact number lower, but there's potential with like incentives from subscriptions to uh potentially make more than the Big 12 on an annual basis. Essentially, you won't know exactly how much money you are going to get on a year-to-year basis. Um it'll be dependent on how many subscriptions Apple sells sounds like a lot like frankly the MLS deal that they signed this year. Except the MLS got guaranteed money too. Yeah, that's true. Um, so we, well, we don't know the the 
the true details, but that that are the broad that are the those are the broad strokes. It appears uh, based on what Pete Thamel's reporting. What do you think of that? Do, they, they didn't they didn't take a vote. Uh, the, the Arizona Board of Regents meets today. Do you think that it didn't sound like what, what I what I saw presented didn't sound like it was going to uh, keep the league together? But I, I don't think we've heard everything yet. Yeah, I can't imagine, you know, remember, I think it was the COVID year when the Pac-12 was complaining about, hey, we're always on late night, and then they threw them a couple, like, noon Eastern windows to try to keep them happy. Like, me personally, I, I, I think when you're streaming during the Saturday window, I think it's a massive fail, right? Because yes. the whole point is like, oh, Oregon and Washington is playing on ABC. I'm watching the Fox game. I'll just flip over because that's a good game. Now I've got, we've got to figure out if you're a streaming service, you've got to figure out how you can become part of the flip of the channel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a big problem. Like on Thursday night football, when you're watching Amazon, you can't, if you've got Amazon on TV one, like it's impossible to sit there and just go back and forth. but at least for Thursday night football, for the most part, people are sitting down to, I want to watch football, and that's pretty much all that's on. However, you know, as a college football fan, like we are, well, all of us are, you know, I want the, the flippability. And look, look, I live in Vegas. If I want to go to a sports book, I can go to a sports book, and they'll probably figure out a way to get Apple TV on the sports book, and they have done so with the baseball package. But I think it's a big loss unless you're playing like an island game. Like, look, if they want to play the 11 11- PM uh, slate by themselves, like, okay, great. You know, I'll watch Oregon take on, you know, Arizona State on Apple TV when it's the only game by itself. But if it's up at 7.30 Eastern, 6.30 Central against, you know, the ACC's best game and the SEC's best game, I'm sorry. I'm not going to have Apple TV on. You know, maybe you could put it on the stream, you know, a a side thing. But that's asking a lot. I really do think it is. You know, if you want to do – like Apple TV programming, like TV shows or whatever, I, I think that could work. But I, I just don't know in this day and age when you've got 70 college football games going on, you expect people to just go exclusively watch Washington State take on Oregon State? Look, I know this is the pro-Oregon State show mm-hmm. in the state of Tennessee, but I, I, even us, I don't know if we're, we're watching that. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem – it does not seem certainly like – something that these presidents are going to be, you know, drooling over and be like, you know what? We were thinking about going to the Big 12, but gosh darn it, Apple TV is coming in with uh, maybe a lot of money. I don't know. Like, I just don't see how you're going to, like, and the, these people also have, have PTSD because No of, one's going to watch, no one's going to watch Pac-12 football on Apple TV. I mean, Tim, these are the same people that Larry Scott sold, hey, we don't need a TV partner for Pac-12 networks, we're, we're going to sell it ourselves and we're going to keep all the money. And like, I, that, to me, like that just has to sound like the same deal they just heard. Yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 network has been an absolute disaster. Like, I live in Las Vegas. I live in basically Pac-12 country, even though UNLV isn't part of the Pac-12. I don't get Pac-12 network. Like, like it's yeah. just, it's, it's wild to me how big of a failure that was. And I know the ACC isn't happy with the ACC network, at least I can get that on television. Yeah. Like, I can get the Big Ten Network, the ACC Network, the SEC Network. Uh, I mean, the Pac-12 Network is, might as well be the Longhorn Network. Like, I don't even know it exists. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, and like week zero, USC is playing San Jose State. I'm like, great, this is going to be a good game to watch. You know, watch Caleb Williams. 
Oh, it's on the Pac-12 network. Well, I guess I won't watch that. You know, it's yeah. You're not it, subscribing. You're just not watching. Yeah, and that's what will yeah. happen on Apple TV. Like I, I had a sizable bet last year on Oregon State USC, which I think at the time was the top 25 matchup, and I figured out a way to get a a free preview through some streaming service. But that's a degenerate gambler. Just I needed to watch my bet. We've like, all been nobody, there before. But nobody else out there. You know, in the in the state of Tennessee, was probably like, oh man, I'd like to watch Oregon State USC. That's probably a good game. Oh, it's on Pac-12 Network. Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. I'll I'll see the highlights. It's like it's the same's going to go with Apple TV. You know, so I, I don't know. It I don't want the Pac-12 to go away. Can I, I just like as a sports fan, I hate this. I, I really yeah. do. I hate all of this. Like, there's not one part of me that's like, you know, what I'm really excited about is to see USC playing Wisconsin on a on a November evening. Like, no, I want to watch USC play with play Oregon uh, in the twilight when we're, well, I live in Nevada now, but like when I live back East, like I'm cold and I'm watching the, you know, the Coliseum. I'm like, Oh my gosh, doesn't it look great. And now I'm going to watch USC play Rutgers in, in the middle of November. I'm like, ah, it just, I, as much as I love, like I love the expansion college football is my favorite sport and it probably will never change. I truly hate it, all of this movement. It just, it doesn't excite me. Like, I don't want Oklahoma and Texas in the SEC. Like, while it may be cool to see Texas play Ole Miss, like, I kind of like Texas playing Texas Tech and Texas playing, you know, uh, uh, you know Baylor. I, I like those rivalries. You know, these, these conferences used to have, like, the Pac-12. Identities, to, yeah. Yeah, like, the Pac-12 was, like, the finesse, up-tempo. Like, Big 12 never plays defense. Your Big Ten is like you know they're you're gonna grind and pound you, and now everything is all blurred together. So I don't know. I mean, you know, nothing I could do to stop it. I'm still gonna watch it, and, and maybe we'll learn to figure it out. But I, I just, if you're a Pac-12, you know, one of those schools, you're, you know, I don't blame Colorado to, for being like, I'm out. See you later. You know, we're going back to the Big Twelve. Tim, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Thanks, Tim. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. That is Tim Murray of VEASAN. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, let's get back to the discussion that we were now, having I want I want The hypothetical here is what it seems. Let's assume that the Pac-12 presidents look at this like us and say, like, a primary streaming deal. Come on. They're not going to. The ones with options are not going to take this. They're going to jump to the Big 12. Let's talk about what happens to Memphis yeah. in that scenario. We'll discuss it next. You're listening to Giannotto and Jeffrey on 92.9 FM ESPN. Whatever you do, don't buy an engagement ring or any piece of diamond jewelry until you discover the all-new Genesis Diamonds. Now open in Poplar Commons. Genesis Diamonds. This is no ordinary jewelry store. It's a global diamond powerhouse started by former diamond wholesalers with rock-bottom prices on exquisite hand-selected diamonds and a selection that's up to 30 times other stores. They've been bringing price relief to Nashville, Louisville, and Cincinnati for years. Voted best jewelry store 13 years in a row. Now, they're here. Genesis Diamonds guarantees to beat the price of any diamond you find at any other local jeweler. Period. Any size, any shape. Plus, at Genesis, you have access to the most sought-after designers in the world. Names like Faraggio, Henry Dossi, Simon G, and many more. All this plus a stunning showroom, unbeatable warranties and guarantees, a no-holes-barred diamond education, no commission salespeople, and free service for life on any purchase. Genesis Diamonds, a true game-changer in jewelry shopping. Now open in Poplar Commons. Genesis Diamonds, official jeweler of the Tennessee Titans. Wendy's is open till midnight or later, so you can give in to the craving and go night mode. 
Now all of your favorite menu items just got their bedtime extended. You can get what you want even later, like the Baconator with six strips of bacon or the perfect fries and frosty duo. If you're up later, then so are we. So go ahead and pull through the drive-thru. When the craving hits, go night mode at Wendy's. Open till midnight or later. All right, see ya <clears throat> later. At participating U.S. Wendy's, hours may vary. At Granger, we're for the ones who pay attention to every little detail. The ones who fuss, tinker, and sweat the small stuff. Because you know the tiniest thing can make the biggest difference when it comes to keeping business moving. We get it. We're the same way. Offering access to product experts to help you quickly and easily find what you need. So whatever your industry, you know you're always getting professional-grade products. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash radio. Through Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands to treat ED at up to 95% off. That's right, the same active ingredient as the brand name for 95% less. It's the same ED medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash radio. That's 4 slash radio for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash R-A-D-I-O. Hi, my name is PJ Vote. I host the podcast Search Engine, where every week I hunt down the answers to the questions I can't get out of my head. Like, why are drug dealers poisoning their customers with fentanyl? Or, is my local sushi restaurant a part of an international scam? Or how sad are the monkeys at the zoo? If you, like me, find this world bewildering, but also sometimes enjoy being bewildered by it, check out the show on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen. When you're clocking out and happy hour's already started. But... You're clocking out, and happy hour's already started. The choice to enjoy is easy. Bud Light. Easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local convenience store today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. This afternoon, clouds yielding to sun, high of 88. Weather brought to you by Total Wine & More. At Total Wine & More, save big on what you love this month with hundreds of deals on amazing wines and spirits. Love what you find at the lowest prices only at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. Be 21. This hour of the G&J Show is presented by Regions Bank. Now, back to the Giannato and Jeffrey Show. Live from the Red River Toyota Studios. Check out Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas. G&J on 92.9 FM ESPN. All right, Mark. So, as the Pac-12 clings to its last breaths, so it seems... Maybe. We'll see. You know, stranger things have happened than a university president taking an oddball deal. Yeah, but the problem is the deal that you're asking them to take, like, usually they're risk averse. The problem is this is the most risky thing. But, uh, again, I think it's important to note, it seems likely to me that Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, 
they don't want to leave, but it seems like it's heading towards they're leaving. That that seems to be the way that the winds are blowing, it, and so we'll see. So we'll see. But let's localize it because now the question becomes: What does this mean for Memphis? Because if indeed Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah go to the Big Twelve, I think we can safely say that basically ends Big Twelve hopes for now for Memphis. Yeah, I can't imagine they would. Yeah, uh, th- there's. I don't see a scenario in which the way that it's the way that it's written right now is that if you take and we saw with Colorado, Colorado is going to get a, the pro rate of share at thirty one point seven million. Utah, Arizona, Arizona State are going to get the exact same situation. They're going to get the same deal. So I don't see a scenario in which Memphis gets added. There, it just doesn't make sense because then you start cutting into the piece of the pie. Like, I, well, and to your point, I mentioned him earlier, Jason Shear, the guy who's been all over this. Yeah. He's tweeted that like one of his good sources has basically indicated to him it's not enough for the people with options to take like it will not be enough for right. the people with options to take it in in that source's mind. Yes, and ultimately. Now, that being said, again, it's university presidents are different. They're wired a little differently. You know, like they're they got their foot in academia. Like they think of, some of them think about things differently. Yeah, and I mean it's also important to note these are you know, for the most part, I think that I think it's important to note though, it's not the California schools. The fact that it's mm-hmm. The fact that it's Arizona, Arizona State. Like I said, it seems like the biggest holdup is none of them want to be blamed for blowing Correct. up the Pac-12. Correct. And you just find a way to spin it and blame. Mm-hmm. You didn't want, you were forced to leave. You were, you were, but that's neither here nor there. Now let's get to the issue of what does this mean for Memphis? Because I think it's safe to say now you have the Big 12 option removed. And to me, here are the scenarios. See if you agree. You could try to make your way into whatever this ghost of the Big 12 is. I'm sorry, beg your pardon. Ghost of the Pac-12 is. Mm -hmm. And again, it remains to be seen. You're still going, if you're making that, you're still, I don't even know, you don't have guarantees on financials. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't really know how you can do that, but clearly it's an option on the table and let's play it out that way. Mm -hmm. The other option is, Stay where you are, and maybe you spearhead some type of, you know, power G five movement. You know what I mean? Like, although that doesn't seem that doesn't even likely. seem to be an option on the table. Like, no one's even really discussing that, other than like what we've said on on the radio. And to me, the third option is, and it's not even happened yet, but you start greasing the tires for. I think it's inevitable if this is happening. The ACC is going to have real problems because I just don't see a world in which Florida State, Clemson, where they're going to be fine. And if indeed, if indeed there's a breakup of the ACC, then maybe you can latch well, on there. Well, here's what I would say: if Oregon and Washington are still going to be part of that bizarro league yeah. for the time being, Memphis should go to that league if they get invited. It doesn't. Like, I know it's diminished. It won't maybe necessarily be a power five anymore. So you're fine with that, even if you under, even with the understanding that, because I still think I know we're we're saying. I think the Big Ten has been hesitant to take schools from other leagues. Oh, I think if the it, Big Ten's going to eventually take Washington, Oregon, like at some point down the right. line. But even if it's just for five years, let's say Memphis is in this bizarro Pac-12. As long as the financials, what if it's two? 
I still think you can audition better. Like, in your scenario, if it's only two, it would have meant real chaos is broken out. The Big Ten's rated the ACC. The SEC's rated the ACC. Washington and Oregon have gone to the Big Ten. Like, real chaos would happen at, at that point, which is very possible. Like, it's definitely well, possible. I'm, I'm mainly thinking— and, we're going, and it consolidates truly to four leagues. I think the, the issue for me is what is the pack— like, Washington and Oregon— what are they committing to? Because, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I just still think the league is better than what you're in in the AAC. And if your ultimate goal is to like audition for whatever the sure. next power league is going to be, you have a better chance of looking good, so to speak. You know, it's still a slight step up from where you are. It's not the probably the step you wanted to make. Going to like, it's not as good as the Big Twelve would have been, but it's. And then I think, because ultimately, like, I guess the concern would be you leave and then you can't come back to the AAC, but you don't get in the ACC and you're kind of stuck in, like, some sort of weird purgatory as a school. But my gut tells me if you don't get in the ACC, again, that would there's going to have been a lot of chaos in that scenario. And I don't even know if the AAC survives that. Like, I think Memphis will be fine in the sense of, They'll be. They can ultimately always be in whatever the best of the rest is. It's the question of can they be, you know, in the cool club, so to speak. You know, and we haven't. You know, or in the in the you know the the more privileged with the more privileged schools, and we haven't seen that yet. But I think you have a better shot at getting there, even if you go to the Bizarro Pac-12 as opposed to staying in this version of the AAC. What if this bizarro Pac-12 is just Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State, and then it's you, SMU, you like whatever some San Diego State, San Diego State, Boise State. Yes, I'd still do it if it was like a combination of. Ma- I think you're like if you're not going to get into the Big Twelve or the ACC, I think the best thing Memphis could do in that scenario is to like try and combine with those mountain West teams, those remaining pac 12 teams. Like, so you have better football. Like you just talked about it. Like Boise Memphis is an attractive football game this year. You know, like it's a better game than Memphis versus uh rice or Memphis versus uh, Charlotte, you know, Charlotte. Like it's just a better game. You know, Memphis versus Colorado state would be better than those games. Yeah. I mean, the only, the problems though that I see is okay. What is the what is the dollar figure that makes it make sense? Because all yeah, no, I you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to send your other teams out there. No, that's absolutely right. It's that that would you know yeah. Well, and then also does this? I guess this would be the question I have right now. Whatever the what is it? Autonomous. Autonomous. Autonomous what, five. What is the what's the designation that they're giving? It's like the autonomy what, five. It or used whatever. to be a the AQ. A five. What if that status gets stripped? Yeah, it could. I still think it's better than the current AAC in terms of composition. You're right, though. The money part, like if it's if you're only going to break even ultimately, if like let's say that new conference you're in gets you like fifteen million, and then it's but it's going to cost you an extra seven million in travel cost each right. year because you're flying all of then you know then yeah I think you're right maybe you don't do it. Well, I also if think- it's only like two or three extra million. You know that's still more money. No, I, if it, if it's if it's seven figures more, and when you've done the math, I, I'm with you. I think the other thing though to consider is 
if we're going to end up talking about essentially the amount of money being similar to what they have with the AAC, like mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, whatever you're taking in, yeah. expenses, everything. It's not going to really matter. Uh, my issue is. I- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 